At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. All right, welcome to the Author Brand Show. Today I'm your host, Doug Crow, and boy, you're going to want to take notes today or at least write down the stuff below in the show notes here. We've got a magnificent guest on today. He is an audiobook narrator. And if you haven't thought about creating a book on audio, you are missing out on a lot of revenue and a lot of exposure for your book. So let's get his perspective on the whole industry and what's going on with that. Let me introduce you to my, uh, my guest today, Robert Plank. Robert, how are you? Fantastic, Doug. Yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you. So audiobooks, um, man, I want to hear more about that and why it's important. Well, for, for that, I would say look at the top Amazon bestsellers. Look at all the new books. You click yeah. through, there's an audiobook button. You look at wherever your book is selling or would be selling. Look at that category. Look at your competitors. Look at even other authors you know. You search them and more often than not, there is an audiobook. So it's turned into if you're the one author without the audiobook, now now you're the weirdo. So just like how it's so important to have distribution and be on all these different channels. And I mean, imagine if your your website was on Yahoo, but not Google, you'd miss out on all these channels. So in, in the same kind of line of thought, I mean, have your Kindle book, have your paperback, but also have your audiobook. That way people can actually find you. Yep, absolutely true. I, I read up on this even, even as long as a year ago, I used to say short as a year ago, Nowadays, things go up quickly. As uh, short as a year ago, man, I, I looked at the stats on Kindle sales and paperback sales. They were like flat to, you know, single digit growth rate. But audiobooks, three years in a row, double digit growth rates. So I know it's powerful. I know it's important. We're encouraging all of our authors to get on that. Um, tell me a little bit about your story. How did you get involved with being an audiobook narrator? I had my own books. I, I've been doing internet marketing for 20 plus years. And uh, just like how many people out there, I waited so many years to even have a book. And then I heard about audiobooks and I waited so many other years to even, even have an audiobook of my own. And what happened with me was I teach, I, I taught membership sites, I taught webinars, I taught different ways of making money online. You know how we all evolve every few years. Yep. And then at some point, I co taught a class about how to, uh, set up how to make money from all these different side hustles, right? From doing uh, things such as audiobook narration. And then I did it. And out of all the different kind of things that I tried that fit my personality, it yeah. was it was a lot of fun. It was just a kind of a fun thing I did on, on my spare time. And then I got my wife on board with it as well. And then just a few years later, I think we're at like 600 plus audiobooks narrated because Whoa. it's just, it's a fun thing for us to do. And then, and you always hear about this, Doug, how you should read books you should listen to podcasts and audiobooks instead of rotting your brain with tv so it's also our way of kind of being curious and learning about new things but also getting paid to do it so that is how the heck i fell into audiobook narrating i love it that is great that is 600 books that's a that's a library man that's really good um yeah when i when i look at the audiobook you know universe yeah I, a lot of people think oh it's really just for you know fiction stories where you can you have the theater of the mind but non-fiction books there's a lot of content there that I, I tend to um maybe i'm giving the point away here but after i listen to a, a non-fiction audiobook i oftentimes go back and buy the print book have you seen that as well and, and i've done that and there's yeah. some sort of 
Amazon spookiness where you can buy both. And I think they give you like a, a little bit of a break if you buy both. And then yeah. you can read some of the book and then pick up the audio like where you left off and then listen to some right. of the audio and jump back to the print. And so, I mean, and some people learn that way, right? Sometimes you right. say, I'm driving, I'm, I'm in a car, or I don't want to just flip through all the pages. I want to give this book the attention it deserves. Right. So sometimes, it, not always, but sometimes even I jump in on the audiobook just as like, a, I know I won't have time to read, but I yeah. do know I'll be sitting for half an hour at the doctor so I know I can listen. Right. And I think the key point on the, on the nonfiction world was as I'm listening to the book, <clears throat> like obviously it's a great book. It has good storytelling to it, but there were some really key points there that I couldn't write down while I was jogging, right? So I think that any author in the nonfiction space can see the incremental revenue and the multi-platform appeal of print, digital, and audio. I think that's probably the, my, my point here is you, you're going to actually not just make more money with the audiobook, but you make more print and digital sales too, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it, it all connects. And, yeah. and, and again, thinking back to anecdotally, me as yeah. a buyer, Sometimes I go and I find the book and I say, you know what, I'd rather buy the audiobook or vice versa. And something right. to really think about is if, I mean, imagine going to audible.com right now and there's mm -hmm. like a search box just like there is on Amazon. Imagine searching your name. What if yeah. there's no results for your name on, on all of Audible? There, there might not be. Or uh -huh. even imagine if you searched your, your keyword, right? Imagine if right. you searched real estate on Amazon versus on Audible, there's way less competition. It's way easier to get on the, the front page. So yeah, so many benefits of having the audiobook version. And, and that's a key point, folks. If you didn't catch that, Robert has been in internet marketing for 20 years. So he just gave us really valuable SEO advice on another, not just forget the money for a second. It's gonna help your your digital footprint to have an audible book. That's that's important. Man, good, good point. Um, obviously with 600 books, you've had some, uh, amazing things you've learned and people you've met or at least read about. What's the most interesting book you've done so far before you get to mine? Off the top of my head, the, the yeah. most interesting was mm -hmm. I read a guy's book that was kind of like a, a fiction, nonfiction blend, right? Uh -huh. So there, you yeah. know, there's books like Who Moved My Cheese? And so this right. guy, he's a, like a business turnaround type of consultant. And uh, the book was is about, he went to some business in florida that manufactured mm -hmm. hurricane shutters and it was really successful but it was like mismanaged and oh, they had okay. like uh, bad turnover slow turnaround yeah. time and it was it was just a, lot of, a lot of fun to read because it, it felt like fiction but then he snuck in and every chapter different kinds of like business accounting advice but then it yeah. was fun for me because it felt a little embellished and i mean it, it yeah. probably was and so uh it he was this, this total hero of the story and everyone was like praising him and everyone like was gushing it throughout the story. And it felt like it was really kind of a, a ego exercise for him, uh, right. but, but it, it was still a lot of fun. And I, I, I still, I enjoyed it even though it got kind of hammy and corny because you know, who cares about those things? And so that, that was a lot of fun. It was uh, kind of a fiction, nonfiction blend. I love those. I love those. You know, I've got a couple of clients that write really good business fables and I usually finish those books in one sitting because they're just very compelling where there's a, a really, you know, magical realism storyline or something and you just get drawn into it. Um, the ones that don't work as well, of course, the ones that are really heady and academic can put you to sleep. But sometimes there's valuable information there. What about um, like the most challenging book you've had? Was anybody like, had like really poor writing or bad editing where it was 
hard to read or yeah i mean we, we've uh, we've narrated all kinds of books yeah. so so some are, are pretty bad one yeah. that was really a slog was uh, it was called affirmations for black men and i don't know why they they hired me but it's it still worked it was 20 hours so 20 hours of affirmations bible verses speaking yeah. very slowly and deliberately yeah. and i got through it uh but you know some are more exciting than others 20 hours yeah well it's broken up by chapters i guess you could do a chapter a, a week or something i don't know that's or, that's or something but i mean some yeah. chapters were 90 minutes so even that was tough oh my god okay well what is there an ideal size for audible books where people actually finish and consume them i mean uh the the target is just over three hours. Okay. So maybe like, you know, 30 or 35,000 words or so. Right. And the, I mean, what's great about the short books is that people listen to them quickly, but then mm -hmm. Audible gives you less of a payout. And so they always change their prices, but there's, if you get to about 90 minutes, they give you X amount. If you get to like three hours, they kind of bump you up to maybe like from like $7 to $12. And then if right. you're five hours and, there's different like sort of tiers, but uh -huh. sort of the sweet spot is three hours because it's it's kind of a, a manageable size book for you to write sure. and sure. then you get a decent payout and then people yeah. listen to it. So the sweet spot is just over three hours. Nice. Okay. And in terms of the the technical side, a lot of people don't understand the um why it's important. And I've had a couple people say, Yeah, I'll just record it on YouTube and that's my audiobook. I'm like, oh gosh, no, you need to have a professional, you know microphone and the foam thing talk to us a little bit about the technical requirements that are necessary to produce a good audiobook okay well the the technical requirements are to have as you said a quiet-ish room without mm -hmm. an echo and so me, me personally i have this uh, yes. fancy microphone right up there and then on the other side of the web camera i have this sort of the the foam padding so that way mm -hmm. when when i speak the Right. the sound doesn't reflect right back at me right the the idea is that your sound hits the wall and then it kind of goes off into the uh the distance yeah. so that's one aspect of it is the mm -hmm. the microphone and then the environment that you're recording and then uh an audible is owned by amazon mm -hmm. and then to get something on audible there's a kind of an interface called called acx sort of like how when you get on Amazon, you get on Kindle and it's called KDP. So like there's a whole, you know, yep. system and then, and they have a long list of certain requirements. They, there's a mm -hmm. thing called like a RMS peak level and they want it uh, equalized in a thing called a noise floor. And there's all this audio geeky stuff that they want. Uh, they mm -hmm. have certain requirements like they want like a, 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 a second at the beginning of a, of a pause when the chapter starts and then a, a few seconds at the end um, uh they they want you to like record individual audio files for your individual chapters there's yeah. a specific thing you have to say for like the opening credits and the closing credits and there's a thing called a retail sample so that way when someone goes to see your audiobook they can click yep. and play a little bit of a clip so there's a there's a, a, a it's like death by a thousand cuts right if you were to <laughs> learn it yourself and figure out all these things you could do it but there's thing after thing to figure out and it mm -hmm. is possible because this is the day and age where anyone could self-publish a book anyone sure. could sell podcast anyone could self audiobook so it yeah. is possible but there's like 120 different things yeah yeah i, I don't want to do or learn all that i think i will just uh, be working with you of course um and it comes to the um 
the voice training. I mean, obviously, some people have great voices for speaking and for narrating, and others don't. How do you how do you determine that? I mean, do you have any training at all, or you just people just like your voice? People just like my voice, and mm -hmm. my my voice is not for everyone. And uh, just kind of thinking off the top of my head, it, yeah. I I think in terms of there's I probably have like five different voices, right? There's mm -hmm. kind of a a straightforward an announcer, a uh, guy next door, maybe a hushed voice and probably an over the top voice. Just like th thinking yeah. on the spot as far as like, yeah. well, looking at what I have, like here's what I, I uh, kind of my different kind of style. Right. Uh, and um, and yeah, I, d I don't do accents, I don't do characters, but there's a, a need to just read it through with uh, someone who sounds good enough voice, yeah. interested enough mm -hmm. and gets the job done. Right. And what's your opinion? Obviously, I might be slanted, but in terms of an author narrating themselves or hiring you, what's is there a a reason to go one way or the other? I mean, I've heard this a lot, and you know, for for some for some books, it, it does make a lot of sense. Definitely not all books, but for example, I was speaking with a guy a couple of weeks ago, and he had like a very deeply personal story, and he yeah. wants his great grandkids to listen to his voice narrating his book, and like that's totally fine. Uh, and I, I, I definitely understand the the reason for doing it for like ego purposes and branding yeah. and consistency. And that's all great. The one problem, the one flaw in self-narrating is that if you self-narrate, it probably will not get done. Right. Because you have so many other things on your plate. And, yeah. and it is like anything new. It's a whole project you have to figure out. You have to like we, we said, the software, the recording, finding the yeah. time, all the requirements. There's a lot to figure out. And so mm -hmm. a lot of people say, I want to self-narrate and that's great. And my my unsolicited gentle advice is if you want to self-narrate, set a date on your calendar, right? Mm -hmm. Set a date and whether it's, you know, March 1st, November 1st, yeah. in two weeks, two months, just set a date when you say, I want my self-narrated book done and put it on the calendar where you can see it. And, and when that date rolls around and you haven't even started, then contact Doug and say, hey, Doug, you know, I do want to narrate, but I realize I've got a million and one things. But right. since I was talking to you, now it's a million and two things. Let me just get this off my plate, narrate my book for me. So it, it's doable, but you probably won't have the time, just to be brutally honest. Brutally honest, but uh, the, it's also very, very um, helpful as well as being truthful. So that's a, it's very good advice. When it comes to um, audiobooks, we've seen um, obviously a big growth there. I've also looked a little bit in the video component of that. Have you looked at that at all? People are actually putting, uh, doing a visual representation of their book. Have you seen that yet? I've seen little things like that. Um, yeah. What comes to mind is, I mean, you see like the little like, like book trailers, explainer videos, yeah. right. and there, there's a real estate guy, Chris Crone, he's super cheesy, but I, but I like him. And he's got all these YouTube videos where he's like in a booth, he's on camera and he's like narrating his book and he's all like, you know, waving his arms. And that that's cool and that's a little bonus uh but it comes back to distribution and at right. least with me personally i say I, I say put it out in a format that makes sense right you mm -hmm. put your book out in book form you put your right. audiobook out in audiobook form and then make little clips for for youtube uh yeah. but i i say it, leave the audiobook on audible and, and youtube little video clips that's something separate which you should right. still do right very good very good advice um with the 20 years of, of marketing experience in the internet you already gave us some golden gems about the uh, digital footprint, getting your name out there. Is there anything else people should be aware of, maybe even off the audiobook topic here for a second, but things they can do 
to increase their um, their SEO ability of their name and their book and whatnot. So what has me, and it, like you said, it's a little bit off the reservation, but what has me excited is the last few days, I jumped into a tool called Descript. Have you heard of this, Doug? No. You can take any video or audio, but it's mostly for video. You can take any video and it transcribes it. And then you can click on any part of the transcript and it jumps to that part of the video and you can click a button and it removes all the yums and ahs. And so the video kind of does like little quick cuts, but it's just completely wow. done. And then you can copy and paste. So you can say, I recorded a 10 minute video and, and without even watching the video, you can highlight sentences to mm -hmm. cut out and then have a really tight, you know, YouTube or something like yeah. that. And then you can also like copy and paste. So you can say, let me have this video and let me copy this paragraph and put it at the top as like a teaser clip or pull it out as its own little like Instagram reel. And with yeah. one click, it adds uh, captions. And even those ones where like you see on um, yeah. on like TikTok where like every yep. word mm -hmm. is highlighted. Right. So uh, and that's that's the latest tool I've been geeking out uh, with. Nice. But I think that to even to add a quickie little bonus one is mm -hmm. my biggest weakness and the weakness I see everyone out there is not building a list. Yes. And, and as you know, with, with these authors or even people putting out YouTube video mm -hmm. content, mm -hmm. not everyone knows what the goal is. And like, well, why am I putting my, my book and my video out? Because Doug told me to, well, it's so that you get more attention so that way you get found, but that way someone comes to your site and that way someone joins your list. And um, a couple of years ago, someone told me that, you know, your book is like the first step in your funnel, right? You have your yes. book. So that way at the end, someone hires you for coaching, uh, signs up for, for your newsletter, those sorts of things. And a lot of people forget that. They think, well, mm -hmm. can I just put out my book, sell a million copies, get a million dollars? Well, you have to use it to build a list. And, and that's how we found each other, right? Yes. I was I was building a spreadsheet and I was saying, well, some people come to me, but I also need to be mm -hmm. proactive and see who else, whatever, whatever speaking gigs, I have, I can, I can get lined up or who else needs my book. So you go out and do the prospecting on social media and you find specific people. And that's a form of a list. And I mean, if you have you, and you know, this Doug, we were talking about this before. If you, yeah. if you have a list, you can send one message and send one thing to all of your followers. And mm -hmm. it's a slow going process, but you have to start somewhere. So don't forget to use your book and your audio book and your YouTube videos to build a dang list. Absolutely. Right. You know, so many, so many marketers um, don't don't treat that seriously enough. And, you know, maybe I'll close on this one point, but they don't understand, you know, all the social media stuff is fine, cool, but I can't tell you what I liked on my last post or what I commented on. It's gone from my brain. When I was there, fine, but now it's gone. There's only one thing that remains. It's the books on my shelf. They're there forever. We don't throw away a book. I ignore everything else. Social media, even TV, even a, even a TV interview on national TV, that's gone, right? Unless you record it. But who's going to keep walk, going back and watching that? A book sticks around as well as an audio book. But the idea that you can actually, you know, capture someone's brain or, or capture a moment and then have it sit on their shelf, continue marketing, it's a pretty big deal, you know? Um, definitely some of the e-script thing. I'm going to put that in the show notes below here for people. Um in terms of the the last thing is your um you said your wife's also narrator so it's male and female narration here right male or female and sometimes i've had uh, a man buy and then he'll want my wife to narrate or vice versa so right. sometimes people say like oh i want to hire someone who sounds like me sometimes they just say 
I want this person to be the person mm -hmm. that brings the words to life. So a narrator right. does not have to be your clone or someone portraying you. Some, so we do male or female, but sometimes the men have said, I want female narration. Yeah. Depends on what your, you know, what your audience would resonate with, really. You should know that, of course. Um, any parting words of wisdom? Just do it. Time is limited. Get it done. And, and especially if, I mean, you, you, there's so many people when I, I, uh, I contact them to get the audiobook narrated, they say, maybe I'll have an audiobook by like, you know, 2026. I'm thinking, get it done now. Like, you don't know how much time you have left. By then, you might have something else going on. Just get it done. Time is limited. This year will fly by before you know it. So, but like strike while the iron's hot. And Absolutely. if this audiobook thing, if you've seen it, if it grinds your gears that someone else has an audiobook, but you don't, then just let me take it off. Let me and Doug take yeah. this off your plate. You have an audio, you have a book and you can have an audiobook quicker than you think for, for cheaper than you think. And it is just done. It's one less thing you have to worry about. You can get to project number 998 instead. That's right. You'll be uh, narrating my, my, all my books for me now. Um, I got a, a, a file coming your way this week. So I'll be looking on the lookout for that. And folks, if you're looking to get a book narrated, um, definitely go to the show notes, click below here and contact us. Robert and I have a very special deal for people listening to this podcast. I can't reveal it right now because it might change very soon. But if you listen to it right now, click below, give us a holler, and we'll take a look at your book, give you a nice quote and get it done in record time. How long does it only take to get the, the book done once you get the file? About 10 days. Wow, that's fast. Okay, terrific. Great. All right, Robert, again, thanks so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Any parting words of wisdom besides get it done? Anything else? You got it? No, leave it at that. Leave it at that. I love it. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Uh, this is your host today for the show, uh, Robert, uh, wonderful guy. Make sure you contact us. Click the show notes below, and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much.